Assalamualaikum. Welcome to Urdu I'm your host, Shireen. You'll have noticed we haven't been using our original format where we provide a short dialogue and explain that dialogue in great detail. We've delved into grammar in our previous episodes, and in today's episode, we're going to look at a poem. I recorded this episode with Mahavish, the host of Bachpan Ki Kahania, several months back. It was right at the beginning of the epidemic, so I do apologize for the delay in releasing it. But because of the delay, I happened to listen to this episode several times while editing it. You'll see at a certain point, Mahavish and I come to a disagreement. And that's mainly because I hadn't fully understood the point she was making. I'm going to say the line that we disagreed on, and you'll likely need to listen to this part again after you hear us discussing it later in the episode. The line is, Ao jo mere ghar to izzat hai ye meri. I was arguing that in everyday conversation, one would never use such a line. It's way too formal. And in my mind, and remember, I live in the United States and I'm far removed from the South Asian culture. So I'm not really sure why I was so hell-bent on not believing what Mahavish was saying about the culture that she clearly is a part of, even today. Basically, it comes down to this. The line, Ao jo mere ghar mein, to izzat hai ye meri, means, it would be an honor if you were to come to my home. Now, if you think about the translation of this line, when was the last time you told someone that it would be an honor if they were to come to your home? Exactly my point. I bet you can't think of the last time you said this. It's just too formal. However, Mavish says that it is still prevalent among the older generations, which makes complete sense. The other point that she was trying to make, which I kept interrupting her on, was this idea of izat avzai. Izat avzai, if I understand it correctly, is this idea of showing an excessive amount of respect to the person you're speaking to. This can take various forms, but one of the forms it takes is the words that you choose to speak to the person, right? So if you say to me, it would be an honor if you were to come to my home, that's an incredibly formal way to invite me to your home, but your decision to speak in such a way itself indicates to me that you hold me in high regard. The idea is that you wouldn't speak this way to just anyone. You'd speak it to only those whom you want to show utter respect to. That's the second point I think Mavish was making. Anyway, let me introduce Mavish for those of you who aren't yet familiar with her. So apart from being a writer, a photographer, and a podcaster, she's also a poet. Welcome back to Urdu Sihye Mavish. Thank you, Shireen, and assalamualaikum, everyone. I'm happy to be back, and I'm excited that we'll be discussing Ilama Muhammad Iqbal's nazam called Ek Makra or Ek Makhi. Ek Makra or Makhi means a spider and a fly. This is a well-known poem in the Urdu-speaking world, and it tries to teach children a lesson. I won't go too much into it, so you'll need to listen to the whole thing to learn what the moral of the story is. Now, even though this is a poem for children, it's still quite difficult. It was for me anyway. If you're an absolute beginner, keep that in mind. I still think you'd benefit from listening because, well, we do an excellent job of translating and explaining it. But if you do find yourself becoming frustrated, 
be sure to go to the discussion section of our website and ask us any questions you may have related to this poem. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Alama Iqbal. I keep hearing his name, but to be honest, I know nothing about him except that he writes beautiful poetry that I don't understand. This poem was brought to my attention by another friend of mine. I was so excited to find something that had his name on it, but that I could actually work with. Still, I had a lot of help from my friend Anjum. So I know that the name alone helped convince you to join me again on another episode, despite your busy schedule. Do you want to share why you like Alama Iqbal so much, Mavish? Yeah, Shireen, I feel very lucky to have studied Iqbal at school as part of our Urdu curriculum. Iqbal was a great poet, philosopher, and was called the spiritual father of the nation and Mufakkir-e-Pakistan. Mufakkir means a thinker. So he struggled all his life for Muslim awakening and awakening of self. His concept of khudi was one of the most significant contribution to human thought and the one which has always inspired me. Khudi basically means, um, I mean, if you don't get into the philosophy of it, Khudi means ego or self. But Iqbal gave a unique sort of um, uh, concept of Khudi, which basically meant directive energy. He referred to Khudi as directive energy. And what that means is that is one's will to aspire and achieve. I mean, it's, a, it's a, of course, a, <laughs> a, you know, it's something that really one needs to study to understand, but I just wanted to touch upon it because it is such a significant uh, sort of contribution. So it is the emphasis on the enormous potential that every human possess that only needs to be directed. So Iqbal poetry has a message of hope and it has motivated me to keep exploring my own self and to challenge my boundaries. Inspired by Iqbal, the thematic focus of my own poetry is self-exploration, where I urge myself and my readers to dream to unleash our inner strength, and to try to reach the state of self-actualization. Wow, that's beautiful. He clearly had an impression on you. And I did know that you were a poet, but didn't realize that you shared it with others. I had gone on your website and didn't see anything there. Maybe I need to take a better look? I'd be interested in knowing, based on what little you know of my level of Urdu, do you think your poetry would be too difficult for me to understand? And you can completely be honest. <laughs> um, I, regarding, you know, when you say that you were not able to find it on my website, I think that's because I don't have it on my website uh, and I need definitely need to do a better job at putting all of my work together at one place. Um, but I do have it on my Facebook page. Um, and no, I don't think that it should be difficult for you to understand, honestly, because I feel that I use quite simple Urdu. Okay, all right. So then I'm going to definitely take a look and maybe the next poem that we translate, that we explore, might be yours. Sure. Awesome. So let's go ahead and start our discussion of Ek Makra or Makhi. So my friend Travis, who's also interested in Urdu, shared some great information about where the word nazm comes from, what it means, and other words that derive from the root nun, zoi, and meme, the three letters that spell nazm. 
If you want to learn more about that, please be sure to download the free handout for this episode from our website. Also, the Instagram account, Tortarica, has a post which I'll repost to our Instagram account that also gives a good definition of what a nazm is. Be sure to check it out if you're on Instagram. So I did notice that there is definitely a rhythm in the way this nazm is being read by those who have posted videos of themselves reading it on YouTube. There's one video in particular, though, that I really like of a young girl reciting it. I'll post the link of that in the description. I highly recommend listening to it to get a sense of that rhythm. Plus, there's a cute illustration of the bee and the spider talking, and the poem is written out in Urdu. One last thing you should know before we get started with the nazm. We have divided the entire poem in, into six parts and will devote six separate episodes to it. In this first part, we'll cover the first eight lines of the nazm. We'll read four lines in Urdu, then we'll go straight into translating and discussing those lines. Then we'll read four more lines and translate and discuss them. So let's begin. Here we go. Ek din kisi makhi se ye kehne laga makra, is rah se hota hai guzar roz tumhara. Lekin meri kutia ki na jagi kabhi kismat, bhule se kabhi tumne yahan paao na rakha. So the first line is, Ek din kisi makhi se ye kehne laga makra. Ek din means one day. Kisi makhi means some fly. Kisi could mean some or none. Right. So if I said, Kisi cheese ko hath nahi lagana. Kisi cheese ko hath nahi lagana. I'm saying, don't touch anything. So ek din kisi makhi se, se here means two. And ye means this. The verb in this sentence is kehne laga. Kehna is the infinitive form of this verb and it means to say. And because the word laga is added to kehne, kehne laga, this means began telling. And who began telling? The makra, yani the spider. So ek din kisi makhi se ye kehne laga makra means one day, to some fly, the spider began telling. Notice how this doesn't sound natural in English. One day, to some fly, the spider began telling. Even in our previous episodes, the translations from Urdu to English don't sound natural. But here, it's important to note that the poem itself isn't written in a way that Urdu speakers speak. So even in Urdu, the structure isn't natural in this nazm. Okay. The next line is, Is rah se hota hai guzar roz tumhara. Is rah se hota hai guzar roz tumhara. So this sentence is written in an even less natural way of speaking. Rah is another way of saying path or route. The more common way of saying path is rasta. Is rah means this path or this way. Let's look at the word guzar. The infinitive form of this verb is guzarna. 
and it means to pass or to cross. Rose means daily or every day. Tumhara means yours. Hota hai means it happens. So, is rah se hota hai guzar rose tumhara means this path you cross daily. He means to say you take this route every day. Then we have Lekin meri kutia ki na jagi kabhi kismat. The word lekin means but. Meri means mine or my. Kutia is a word I hadn't heard before. It's translated as hut or cottage. This poem makes use of personification. That means that everything's being treated as if it were human. The two insects are talking, even though insects can't talk. And now we see that the spider lives in a kutia, a hut, like a human being. So keeping this idea of personification in mind, it just makes the nazm more lively, more fun. Yes. Getting back to the line, Lekin meri kutia ki na jagi kabhi kismat. The infinitive verb jagna means to wake up, to rise. Kabhi means sometimes. And when you have na before it, then it means never. So, na jagi kabhi means never rose. And what never rose? Kismat. So, kismat never rose. I would most closely translate kismat as fate. And when you add khush or bad in front of it, then it changes the meaning slightly. Exactly. So, khush kismat means good fortune. And bad kismat means bad fortune. Right, so the makra is saying, Meri kutia ki na jagi kabhi kismat. The fortune of his home never rose. He means to say that his home was never lucky enough. And we see in the next line what he means by, Lekin meri kutia ki na jagi kabhi kismat. Right, the next line is, Bhule se kabhi tumne yahaan paun na rakha. Bhule se kabhi tumne yahaan the common way to say to forget is bhulna. But when you have the word bhul followed by the postposition se, then it means by accident. But in this case, it's bhule se, and it also means by accident. Again, we see the word kabhi, which means sometimes, yaha means here, paung means feet. The infinitive verb rakhna means to put. So, bhule se kabhi tumne yaha pauna rakha means by accident you haven't put your feet here. So, when we combine the two lines, they are Lekin meri kutia kina jagi kabhi kismat bhule se kabhi tumne yaha pauna rakha. So, he's basically saying that my home hasn't been lucky enough that you would even accidentally step foot in it. I think it is at this point that he begins the mind games with the fly. He's trying to get the fly to set foot on his web so it can get tangled in it and eaten. Let's move to the next four lines to see how far he gets. All right, the next four lines are, <laughs> 
تو کوئی بات نہیں ہے غیروں سے نہ ملیے تو کوئی بات نہیں ہے اپنوں سے مگر چاہیے یوں کھچ کے نہ رہنا اپنوں سے مگر چاہیے یوں کھچ کے نہ رہنا آؤ جو میرے گھر میں تو عزت ہے یہ میری آؤ جو میرے گھر میں تو عزت ہے یہ میری وہ سامنے سیڑھی ہے جو منظور ہو آنا وہ سامنے سیڑھی ہے جو منظور ہو آنا دا ورڈ غیر سو So you guys might have noticed how um, Mahavish repeats the lines. And so that's actually a, a way uh, how poetry is actually recited. They often say it, you know, one way and then and in another way it's repeated. So if you're, if, if you're familiar with Urdu poetry, this will seem second nature to you. But if you think... If it sounds weird to you that like why is she repeating it twice it's just it's a style of reciting poetry and yeah the more you understand or the poetry the more it'll just sound amazing to you i wish i could sound like her you know but um yeah it, that's just the style of reciting poetry no i think you're doing a great job <laughs> thank you but but yeah you're right this is uh like one of the ways Um, okay, so the word غیر means foreign or stranger. So غیرو means strangers. The verb ملنا means to meet. And the phrase کوئی بات نہیں means it's okay. It's no problem. So he's saying غیرو سے نہ ملیے تو کوئی بات نہیں ہے meaning it's no problem if you don't meet with strangers or those you don't know well. Then the next line is اپنوں سے مگر چاہیے یوں کھچ کے نہ رہنا سو دی اپوزٹ آف غیروں از اپنو اینڈ اپنو ریفرس ٹو فیملی اینڈ فرینڈس اپنو سے مینس ود فیملی اینڈ فرینڈس مگر مینس بٹ اٹس لائک لیکن چاہیے مینس وانٹ بٹ ہیئر اٹ مینس شوڈ اپنوں سے مگر چاہیے means but with friends you should you kitch kenarehna you means like this for example if i said pura din you baithe rahoge pura din you baithe rahoge mavish can you tell us what that means so it means are you going to sit like this all day exactly so you means like this and Kitch, as I know it, means to pull or to stretch. Also, I'm used to pronouncing it a bit differently. I say kinch. So funny enough, it's stretched out. So they say kitch and I say kinch. I think it's because of the context. When I looked up the word kinch with the noon, the N sound, it said that it was the same as kitch without the N sound. So kinch, kitch. Kinch, kitch. I might be wrong, but I think we might be able to say that when talking about things being pulled or stretched, we can say kinch. But when talking about people, we say kitch, and it means to pull away from or remain distant. It implies that the makhi is acting distant or pulling away from the makra, even though she takes the same route and passes his hut daily. Here the makra is saying, Apno se yun kich ke na rehna. He means, 
don't be like this. Don't be so distant from the ones you know, from family and friends. Though this is not sound advice for current times, it is true and good advice in general. Okay, so back to the nazm. Rehna means to stay or to live. Again, because this is poetry, the sentence structure isn't a common one. Apno se magar jahiye yu kichke na rehna. If I wanted to say it in everyday Urdu, I'd say, Apno se dur na rehna. Don't be far from those close to you. Don't be a stranger with family and friends. Or you might also say, Apno se dur rehna achi baat nahi hai. Apno se dur rehna achi baat nahi hai, which just means it's not a good thing to stay far from your loved ones. Now let's move to the next line. Ao jo mere ghar mein. Ao means come. Ana is the infinitive form of the verb and it means to come. Mere ghar mein means in my home. So he is saying come to my home. The word jo here is functioning like the word if. So in the first line he is saying Ao jo mere ghar mein. If you come to my home, then he says, To izzat hai ye meri. To means then. Izzat means respect. I feel like I might get in trouble for saying this, but in my head, from my understanding, someone from a lower social class would say a sentence like this. So the line is, Ao jo mere ghar mein, to izzat hai ye meri. He means to say that such an amazing creature as yourself, and of course, if this were a conversation between humans, then it would translate to such a great person as yourself. Such a well-known or wealthy person as yourself. Obviously, in this context, the makra is just trying to butter up the makhi. There is no class difference here. But if a person were to say this sentence, then he'd mean to say... If such an awesome person, like yourself, were to step foot into my humble home, that would raise my respect, whether it be self-respect or respect among society. So I actually beg to differ here because I feel that it doesn't really mean um, that it, was, it would raise my self-respect. It is more like giving respect to the other person, you know. It's it's a way of respecting the other person uh, by saying, "Chini agar tum mere ghar mein aao, tum meri izzat hoegi." You know, it's not that actually meri izzat badhegi if you come to my place. It's, it's, I am giving you an honor actually. So I'm giving you an honor. Oh, I see. Which so if I come to your home, hmm. you're saying. Ugh, I I see what you're saying. Um, but I'm trying to also keep it in the context of him being manipulative, right? So this is between right. the makra and makhi kind of thing. So, so exactly. So what he is trying is he's basically, um, he's buttering him up. Yes. He's saying, oh, tum jate ho, you're not coming, right? Uh, uh, you know, uh, then he's calling him apna, right? I'm, I'm like your friend, family, I'm a closed one. Or, apno se aise nahi khich ke rehna chahiye. To mere ghar ao, to meri izzat hoi. You know, ao jo mere ghar mein, to izzat hai ye meri. So it's not like literal ke izzat ho jayegi. It's more like, you know, it's like a two-way thing that I'm inviting you and I, I'll be honored. It'll be, it's, it's just like I take you out for dinner. You say thank you. I say, pleasure is mine. 
true, true. Okay, yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I feel like... I just feel that it can offend somebody when you say lower social class because somebody from, from that class might be listening to your podcast as well. So I just thought it from that angle. No, no, I com- uh, no, and I, I do not mean to offend anybody. You're right. Um, and yeah, and I know the intention, right? So that's that's the only way of uh, that's the only uh, reason why I suggested that. Fair enough. But okay, so but in real life, though, do you f- do you think anyone would ever use this statement like, oh, aljo um, Like obviously, this is a funny way of you know phrasing it. Right, right. Uh, but no, but we actually do use that. It'll be an honor. It'll be an honor. I, we, I mean, we, we do use that when we are talking really? to, for example, yeah, I mean. In everyday uh, language amongst your friends. In, oh, I'll get up. See, no, the thing is, uh, I tell you what. So again, if you're talking about which generation are you talking about? If you're talking about our generation, then no. But then if I'm talking about my mom's generation, for example, if I'm talking to my uncle or my aunt, or uh, then I might use it actually because I know that there's you know that rakra cow, that um, um, generation gap, that giving again giving the other person that respect, you know, apke taya chacha. You'd say um, I don't know. They badi badi khushi hogi. Badi you know you do use we so, use those fancy oh, sort see. of. Uh, no, but buddy khushi hogi. So, okay, see, then later on, I even go and say something like, if you wanted to say it in just everyday Urdu, I think I say something like buddy khushi hogi. And that's, you know, that's more common. That, I mean... Yeah, you say that what she, he or she is saying is, I would be, I would feel very happy if you if you were to come to my home. Exactly. But then I, yeah, but I think that, uh, but I don't agree with is this whether it's self-respect or respect among society this is one line that i don't agree with because that's it's more like a fancier way of uh, if i were to give someone respect then i would use that fancy um uh, those fancy lines but who would you give you know such badi izzat afzai badi izzat afzai ki ye bahut you know ye use karte hain log so so you do use those fancy sort of, uh, you know, things, but you are, uh, you would only do with people jinki aap respect karte hain. So he is, what is in this context, he is using all those, he's buttering makhi uh, up and he's using like, you know, from flattery to mere kareeb or meri izzat abzai hogi. Another way may I tell you, you know how you, Say like, aap bade hai, hum chote log hai. you know, it's ki baat bhi log karte again, you're not saying that you are actually small and the other person is big. You're just giving the other person respect. You know, aap jisa, aap bade log aay, badi, uh, badi izzat hui hamari. But, I mean... So again, you are host. But there is a class right there, though. There, that's me trying to let you know that I feel that you're... There's an intent there that I intend to let you know that I think you're, you know, in a higher social class than me or better than me somehow. Or... Not a so- higher social class, Chinin. It's a higher um, class in terms of respect. Huh. Okay. I Yeah, I, I think I, I mean, or maybe that's how we have always right. used it. So I only see it in that and- context. So I don't know. Yeah, but I... Uh, no, and it's yeah. very possible because, yeah, it, because I've been so far removed from, you know, 
our culture kind of thing. Um, I'm not used to this language. And plus, I don't, I mean, I feel like this is old timey, you know, it's an old tradition. But I think basically saying that if you come to my home, I would be very happy. I will feel honored. Have you guys heard such lines from your parents? What do your parents or other adults around you that speak Urdu, what do they say when they invite others to their home? Please visit our website and leave your responses in the discussion section. And feel free to let us know any of your thoughts on this concept of izzat afzai. Getting back to our nazm, then the next line is, Wo saamne seedhi hai. Wo saamne seedhi hai. This happens to be a sentence you can use in everyday conversation. Wo saamne means they're in front of you. Seedhi means stairs. It can also mean ladder. So, wo saamne seedhi hai means there in front of you is the ladder. I imagine a spider web. So, a ladder makes more sense to me than stairs. We're talking about a fly here, Shiri. It doesn't need a seedhi of any kind. <laughs> Good point. Okay, so on to our final line. Jo manzoor ho ana. So, the later part of the last line is Jo manzoor ho ana. Earlier we said that Jo means if and manzoor means to be in agreement with. Right, so if I say to my mom, if you cook for me for a week, I'll wash all the dishes. Manzoor hai? I'm asking, do you agree? Like, do we have a deal? And she can respond in the same way. She can say, manzoor hai, or mujhe manzoor hai, meaning, I agree, or we have a deal. Yes, that's one way to use the word manzoor. And similarly, here he is saying, jo manzoor ho ana, if you recall, ana means to come. With Jo Manzoor Ho Ana, he's saying, if you agree, come. He's trying to be nonchalant, trying to show that he doesn't care either way. If you feel like it, come. It's whatever you want. Exactly. The manipulation continues. Because I've read this poem so many times, now the phrase Jo Manzoor Ho Ana doesn't sound unnatural anymore. But when I initially heard it, my brain kept saying that it would have been better if Alama Iqbal had written Jab Mansud Ho'ana. <laughs> Jab means when. So then the Makra would be saying, whenever you agree, whenever you are ready, come. But Jab Mansud Ho'ana is everyday Urdu, and that just wouldn't be right for a Nazm written by Alama Iqbal. All right, well, that does it for part one of this Nazm. Thank you very much for listening. Please be sure to visit our website to download the free handout for this episode. This one's going to be a handout you'll definitely want to get due to the new vocabulary and the more advanced level. Did we mention that it's free? Be sure to also subscribe so you're never left wondering when the next part will come. If you subscribe to the podcast, it'll automatically download the next episode as soon as we release it. And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Thank you, Shireen. Stay safe. Apna khayal rakhna. Phir milenge. Khuda Hafiz. Khuda Hafiz.